This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello, this is The Agenda. I'm Christian Walsh and with me is Joel Rubinovitz. Uh, we are here less than 12 hours after Liverpool nailed the European Super Cup, the UEFA Super Cup in Istanbul. In Istanbul, they won it four times. It's the fourth Super Cup, Joel. And we've just been saying before the camera started rolling how how nice it felt to, to win. You know, all of this all of this talk about is it a friendly, is it not a friendly? It just felt so nice to win. And the celebrations afterwards say to me, at least, that it's a trophy that Liverpool dearly covers us. Yeah, it felt big. Um, I think Klopp said it afterwards in his post-match comments that like he was surprised how kind of happy he felt. Um, and he has to ask Henderson and Milner kind of, how big a trophy is it? And they said, well, it's on the board at Melwood, so it does matter. And yeah, I, I really wanted us to win this one. Um, I think it's easy to say in hindsight because we lost the Community Shield on penalties, but I was saying before this one, like you have to win the Champions League to get there. Um, so it is definitely one worth winning. And I think there's been a little bit of this kind of undercurrent of anxiety and negativity, I think, because, you know, you lost the Community Shield on penalties and the Norwich game, obviously the result was great, but there was some some cracks in the performance there. And that continued against Chelsea. So to kind of go through the slog of 120 minutes in Istanbul midweek with a, and have a big league game at the weekend, to go through that and then lose on penalties again, kind of would have been the worst case scenario because you know players are going to be tired you've gone through all that effort and then to kind of lose your first two shots at Silverware in the first few weeks of the season would have been a real blow um, so to come out of it having gone 1-0 down to get back and then get pegged back again Adrian redeeming himself although I think he was unlucky I'm sure we'll come on to that um, it felt great and I think in terms of kind of morale and, and confidence it's, it's great to have another thing in the cabinet already It's kind of a, the opposite of, of the community shield against Manchester City because I would have said Liverpool's performance against Chelsea was far worse but they get the end result so looking at that is that the type of boost that you take into Southampton? You know, you look at Fabinho, for example, his legs are absolutely gone by the end of the game. He's getting cramp. How he dusted himself down, because when he was stepping up to take that penalty, I thought, what is he doing? You know, why is he on this? I had thoughts of Roberto Baggio, USA 94 in the back of my mind, but he took a very good penalty. Of course, he was a very good penalty taker at Monaco. Do you feel like all of that tiredness will go away or do you feel like there might be a bit of a slow start against Southampton? Or do you think this is just the perfect kick on now to say... Draw the line under. There's the two trophies competed for. We've won one. We didn't win one. But now is time. You know, Norwich in the middle of that as well. Now is the time to just start the season and be the Liverpool that everybody knows Liverpool can be. I think definitely that second scenario is the one. Um, they would have wanted to get at least one of those two in the cabinet. They've got the one which, would be honest, probably matters more to all of us. Um, I think, yeah, Southampton is going to be tough and I think Liverpool are going to have to tighten up defensively because there were spaces there which Chelsea exploited. Um, and especially first half, it was just very disjointed really until Firmino came on and kind of knitted everything together. Um, that said, there is a kind of alternate scenario there where, you know, like I said, I don't think it was a penalty. It's absolutely mad from what they're saying on a commentary that they didn't seem to have the same replay in VAR as we had on yeah, BT. Yeah, don't get me started um, on VAR. I understand why the referee gave it first time because when I first saw it, I was like, mm, yeah, didn't look great. But then when you see the, the angle that they showed on BT, I don't think he touched him. And if he did, it was nowhere near enough to go down. So if that doesn't get given... Um, and then obviously the Van Dyke one, which I don't know how Kepper kept that one out. It was an unbelievable save. Um, There's a scenario there where Liverpool end up winning quite comfortably despite not playing that well. Um, and I think the thing is, we're, we're so used to Liverpool in recent years kind of 
falling at the final hurdle and struggling to get themselves over the line. And that's twice now in a matter of months where they've been in a big game, a European final, not really played very well, but they've just they've done what they had to do and they've come out with a trophy at the end of it. So I think that's massive in terms of kind of the mentality of this team. They know that they can get themselves over the line and win these trophies now. Um, they've got another chance to do that in December, Club World Cup. So you could have two trophies before New Year, which would be lovely. Um, so I think, yeah, it's very much a case of we've got that one out of the way now um, and then kick on into the weekend and put that behind us and hopefully we'll see the defence sort of look more like it did last season. So you mentioned Firmino there. Let's have let's have five minutes of a Roberto Firmino Appreciation Society is in, in order, is, is in session. He came on and absolutely changed the game because, as you said, first half Liverpool just didn't it just didn't work what they were trying to do. Roberto Firmino comes on Liverpool score within three minutes of, of of his arrival, but just in general straight away the press was there, the energy was there, but also as well not just what he brings off the ball on the ball, his touch was there, his, his presence and and bringing others into play, it, it galvanised Liverpool. Yeah, he's he's unbelievable. Like Klopp came out afterwards and said. There's not another striker in world football who can do what he does, and I completely agree. Is he the best striker in the world right now? I know striker is such a broad term, and Messi is technically a striker. Salah, you know, in modern football, strikers aren't strikers, but okay, is he the best number nine in the world? It's a hard one to answer because, in terms of goals, there's plenty of players who Mm. who have a better return than he does. Um, But then I think for specifically what he does in Liverpool's system, he's completely irreplaceable. I think he's, he's unique in that regard. Um, and it's unbelievable the way he started this season the first two games I thought he was man of a match against Norwich I'd probably give him man of a match yesterday even though he only came on at half time Um, yeah he completely transforms everything about how Liverpool play Um, in many ways it's like having two players in one because without him the midfield is like a kind of disjointed unit from the attack it's like we have three midfielders then a big gap and then the attack and as soon as Firmino comes on he's just there dropping deep linking play and everything just sort of clicks into place when he's there um, so in one sense it's like it's brilliant but it's also like well if if he's not playing and he gets injured or there's times when he's going to need a rest do we need to maybe think about kind of switching up the way we play because there isn't anyone else in the squad who can kind of do what he does no so will football I think no exactly so do you kind of alter your your style a little bit to kind of play differently when he's not there because there's nobody who can come in and replicate that job exactly um, but it is great to see and it bodes really well because although Liverpool obviously achieved unbelievable things last season, they did that while Firmino, I would say, was nowhere near his peak level for most of last season. Um, it was really kind of Mane stepping up and Salah still performing at a high level. And Firmino wasn't bad by any stretch, but there were times that he looked really jaded and sluggish, especially towards the end of the season before he got his injury. Um, but the way he started this one, um, you know, he's won three trophies in a matter of months now over the summer, if you include Copa America of Brazil. So to have him kind of in peak form uh, could be absolutely massive for Liverpool this season. I must admit, I I always saw him as a player who might degenerate over time at mm. Liverpool. I thought he was a player who, after he got his 27 goals for Liverpool, I just felt maybe he'd have a, you know, he'd, over the next two, 18 months, 24 months, he, he'd sort of, his legs might go a little bit and, you know, because he does so much running and because he is so high energy, but he looks like he's just getting stronger. And, and and the thing about what you mentioned there about, you know, last season it was Mane, the first season of, of, of this great from three was, was Salah, is that even if one of them had not necessarily on top of the game, which, for example, Salah wasn't yesterday, and that wasn't necessarily his fault, that might have been more of a, a structural thing, a more of a formation thing. You've got 
the other two, whoever they, who, so whoever's not performing, you've got the other two to, to, to carry the load. And this could potentially be the season of Roberto Firmino. It could be. Um, I really hope that is the case. And I think I said before we started this video, there's, there's something very similar about him and Kante, who I thought was probably the other best player on the pitch, probably the best player of the match. I thought yesterday it was unbelievable. Um, but those two players are so renowned for what they do off the ball. Their work rate is unbelievable. They're just a magnet for winning it back. Um, Firmino obviously does that from a higher position than Kante. But I think they're both massively underappreciated in terms of how good they actually are as individual footballers on the ball. The way Kante was picking it up and dribbling past two or three. And I think we often forget that with Firmino because he's so renowned for what he does for the system. He makes everybody else around him play better, but he's also an incredible footballer in his own regard. Um, you know, that's that's three assists in effectively two games so far this season. Um, and I'm sure it won't be long before the goals start coming as well. Took a great penalty as well. Um, wasn't that confident watching him step up because he's seen him miss a few before, but, you know, he stepped up first and slotted it. Um, so, yeah, he, he's an unbelievable footballer and I think we need to sometimes appreciate how good he is in his own right as well as what he does for Liverpool as a whole. Another unbelievable footballer is Adrian San Miguel. <laughs> Indeed. Um, what what a week for for the Spanish goalkeeper. I mean, everybody's starting to write about it now, but, you know, the, the stories get more and more ludicrous. Last week he was either on a beach in Spain or he was playing mini-golf in Italy or I don't know what he was doing last week, but he wasn't a Liverpool goalkeeper. He didn't have a job. I love that idea that you know he's, he's sort of he's just sort of dossing around watching a bit of Homes Under the Hammer or whatever <laughs> on on BBC while he's got he's, he's not got any work to do. But you know he's he's come in, he's been thrust into the limelight a lot quicker than he's expected. Most most second choice goalkeepers make their debut at home against Crew in a League Cup game. Um, because that's what the nature of a second choice goalkeeper is. You know, you you play the cups. He hasn't. He has to make his debut against Norwich now. He's been thrust in for his first ever start in, in the UEFA Super Cup final. A mixed game for him, but ultimately a lot of people said about his character when he came, and that's what you need as a number two, as, as well as other things, but that as well. He obviously is a character because he's... To do that on your on your debut, he's made a couple of good saves and then to, to in the penalty shoes out to be the hero and react how he did. Went to sleep with the with the cup as well. He went to bed with the trophy. All of that, he's already written himself into the into the tapestry of, of Liverpool Football Club. Yeah, if he does nothing else now in the rest of his Liverpool career, he'll always be able to look back on that and say, "I, I won Liverpool the Super Cup in the shootout, uh, which is fantastic." I love stories like this. Obviously, we're all gutted with what happened to Allison, and we want him back as soon as possible. Um, but you, yeah, it's it's a dream really for Adrian. He's come in. It was an absolutely mad game from him. I thought um, there was a couple of dodgy moments here and there. I thought he maybe could have done a little bit better with Giroud's goal. Mm. Um, he guessed, he, didn't he? Yeah, and he sort of just made the angle a little bit too easy for him. It's one that when I first saw it, I was like, mm, I don't think that's going in if Allison's there. Um, that said, he made some actually fantastic saves, other than the shootout. Um, there was one when I think it was Kovacic got slid through by Pedro and he, he did a... It was a little bit like Alisson last season against Lingard at mm. Old Trafford where he just cleanly took the ball. Very easy to make a foul there. Um, one from Adrian shortly before the penalty got given away. Um, not from Adrian. Adrian made the save from uh, Abraham. I get confused between those two, but they had quite an eventful evening. Um, brilliant save there. And then another one which I think 
kind of got overlooked a little bit from mounts deep in extra time mm. uh, when it was just on the edge of the box. A little bit like Mane's finish was destined for the top corner. He got a really strong hand there. Um, so he made some massive contributions and didn't really get close to any of the first four penalties and then just sort of stood his ground and made that save. And I think, yeah, that reaction of him sinking to his knees and Klopp and all the players sprinting there, he must feel like he's really part of it now, which I think is important. Um, we know he's not going to be able to perform at the level of Alisson because he's one of, if not the, the best goalkeeper in the world right now. Um, but to kind of feel like he's very much integrated part of a team and his, his teammates are going to absolutely love him for that fact. So, yeah, it's great to see and I'm absolutely buzzing for him, really. I was going to say, if he doesn't feel a part of the Liverpool team, yet yeah, he will do now because I'm going to ask you a question. Are you still a little bit worried about him? A bit. Um, I think it was weird with, with Mignolet. It was often an issue of kind of a lack of confidence. He mm. felt he would, he just never really backed himself. I think that's definitely not something we've got to worry about of Adrian. He, he's certainly um, he's certainly a confident guy. Um, I, I have to say, like with that penalty thing, which kind of was a little the kind of the dark cloud really on his performance. I think he he was unlucky with it. Um, if if they got the angle that we saw on TV, it wouldn't get given. Um, but I think the, the one thing that's important with him, we can't expect him to kind of make all the saves that Alisson would. But in terms of style, he just seems to be so much more suited to what Liverpool are trying to do. Um, and Mignolet's kicking was never one of his strengths, whereas he looks like he's comfortable on the ball um, and he can play out from the back a bit. So in that regard, I hope at least for the next few weeks that he'll just do a kind of a solid enough job and... Liverpool's kind of overall defensive structure needs to really improve. I think that's the main thing and Klopp will know that. Um, but as I said, it's a one-off game um, to come out as the hero and Liverpool have another trophy in the cabinet. It's the ideal start for him. Liverpool do have another trophy in the cabinet. Thanks very much, Joel. Uh, make sure you, if you like the agenda, we're doing the most most days now. Um, you know, on a bit of a rotation service, but definitely give it a watch. Give the YouTube channel Blood Reds. Give that a little type into YouTube, and you can subscribe just to the bottom of the page there. Uh, and make sure you listen to all of our podcasts as well. Uh, so I've been Christian Wallace. That's been Joel Rabinovitz, and uh, we hope you have a lovely day as the undisputed champions of Europe. Thanks very much. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.